This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. I had something refreshed to me, and, and uh, we did it in ladies' prayer, but the Pledge of Allegiance to the Bible, does anybody remember that from school? If that was going on in your school days? But they, they had a, a, a Pledge of Allegiance to the Bible, and it's very simple, and you know, children would get up and say it in the mornings, and we said it in our... Uh, ladies prayer group a few weeks ago but it's I pledge allegiance to the Bible God's holy word I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God so that's another one you can really keep uh, refreshed in yourself and and uh, I'm sorry I have a hollow sound here But it, I, I'm doing that every morning. I'll lay my hands on my Bible and pledge allegiance to the Bible uh, because it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We are to hide its words in our hearts so that we do not sin against God. And it is life, and it helps us with all of life, not just, you know, we are so thankful for what we study in here, but there's so many things in the Word that He wants us to... Um, have light on and truth so that we can walk in uh, the victory that God has for us. So um, let's begin our time with prayer and then we'll get into the word. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you so much for this precious word. Your word says it's more precious than gold and we thank you. We receive it like that. It's full of life and power and it can change situations in our lives in a heartbeat. So we receive everything you have for us tonight, and we rejoice in all that you are to us in this precious book to us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I want to start with 2 Peter 1, verses 2 through 3. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. And I think it's very interesting he includes uh, things that pertain to life, but in godliness, in, in devoted living, uh, in holy living, and separated living. This is so important for our lives, just for everything. But for healing, it's important that we keep a clean heart. Uh, I know Jesus prayed for someone one time for healing, and, he's, and he said, your sins are forgiven you. So uh, sin is an important thing that we are to keep out of our lives, and, and it will affect you receiving your healing. So um, let's, let's make sure that we're walking in the truth of God's word and keeping our lives in that place of godliness. But he has given. I wanted to emphasize um, that those, those two words, has given us all things that pertain to life. All things. He has given. He's already done everything that we need to have accomplished for our lives, but it's for us to find out the knowledge of it in the scriptures. He said uh, it's in the knowledge, through the knowledge of him, so we have to be in this book. We emphasize this so much that you have your daily time of of uh, devotions with the Lord, getting this in your, in your heart day in and day out, reading it, meditating on it, speaking it out over your life, and you're going get, to get strong and stay strong and close to Him, because when you're close to this uh, book, you are close to Him, because He is the Word. But I, I wanted to um, 
just give a little bit of a, an example about uh, this having given. Healing is certainly included in, in what pertains to life because it certainly, all of us at some point have needed healing. All of us at some point have, have needed something in our bodies removed. And if you've gone to the medical profession, I'm sure they've given you things that help that and that things are cleared up and that's wonderful. We are thankful for that. But there's always his way of just totally being cured. So that's what we want to um, get across in here, that there is a place that we can have a, a healing and a cure. A cure just means that it's done with and uh, you're through. And I think that's a refreshing thought for all of us, the things that we've dealt with, with our physical bodies. Like, I want to be done with this. I want to be through. And he has that for us. But I thought <coughs> it said that, um, that we are to, uh, the things that pertain to life that, that we can have because he's already given them to us. And I, I thought about the children of Israel. And uh, we read early in scriptures about them having give, been given the land. And they were to, and this, you know, the, it talks about this in Deuteronomy and Joshua, and you can go back and read the scriptures. But he says, I've given you the land, and it was theirs. Just, just like he told us here, I have given you all things that pertain to life. But he had given it to them. But they had something they had to do. They had to go in and possess it. It was there. It was, it was chosen for them by the Lord God Almighty. And he said, you need to go in and possess it. It's yours. I've given it to you. And for them to have it, they had to have confidence and assurance, which is faith, that it was there for them, that he would, he would uh, take care of them as they were going into it. They were going to be dealing with some stuff. The first group, we see they didn't believe. Only two believed, Joshua and Caleb. Uh, they were the only two of the spies that went in that believed that uh, this was for them, that they could take it, and they didn't, the others didn't believe, and so they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. But eventually, Joshua and Caleb did go in and possess the land and, and uh, took, them, took them some time dealing with the unbelief of the other people, but they stayed in faith, and they were able to go across and possess it. But they had to know that God... What he said, he meant. They had to have that faith and that confidence. And we too, in order to go in and possess our healing and take our healing that he has already provided for us, we have to have that assurance, that confidence and faith in him. And uh, who, who can we believe more than anyone knows, knowing that he is a God that cannot lie, he's faithful and true. So uh, it should not be a difficult thing to believe what he says in his word about what he has for us uh, in our, where our healing is concerned. <clears throat> God is a God of faith. I want to emphasize that. He operates by faith. When he created the worlds, he did it by faith. He spoke it into existence, and he still operates by faith. And we are his children, and he expects us to operate by faith and in faith, using our faith to receive everything that he has for us in the book. Our inheritance is so rich. I mean, healing is huge. I love, I love the provision of healing. I am so thankful that he has been a healer to me. Uh, very early in my Christian walk, I learned about healing and just took that and received him as my healer. And he's been faithful all of these many years. 
to heal me over and over and over. And uh, it's just, we, that's what we want to present to all of you, that you can trust him. You can trust him every time you're dealing with a physical thing that you need freedom from. And he will be that healer to you too. Um, he's, he's fair and he's just, and, um, but he, has, he does require it to be done his way, and that is a way of faith. Uh, I, I had a, a dear sister that, and I know she wouldn't mind me telling you she's in heaven now, but um, she had, uh, had cancer, and uh, she was um, saying that she was going to be healed and that she uh, had healing working in her, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't in her heart. And you can say things out of your mind that has to be in the heart because faith is of the heart. That faith, when it's of the heart, it has a confidence, it has an assurance, it has no fear. Faith in the heart has no fear. And my sweet sister, I had spent some time fasting and praying for her. And uh, at the end of the season of fasting, I said, Lord, please let me keep my sister. And he said, I have added years to her life. He said, but she's gonna have to do it my way. And I knew what he meant. She wasn't really in faith. Even though she was saying some things that looked like faith to other people, God looks on the heart and he sees that that faith and when you have faith in the heart you're going to act like you believe it you're going to act with your words you're going to have actions out of your words Derek preached on this last week about faith is an act it, it requires action so we're going to talk about some things tonight about how we can use our words for actions how we can there are other things that we can do but it has to have action it has to have corresponding action your faith will not work there won't be any results if you're just saying some things and saying, okay, I believe that. God sees it, and he knows, and, and he's fair, and he's just, and he's a good God. I was talking to a, uh, a niece of mine just last week and trying to encourage her about some things she's dealing with with her, her uh, boys who are, they are probably in their 30s now, but they are still having so many uh, challenges uh, in, in their lives. They're, they're not really serving God like they should. And I was just encouraging her. And she said, well, Aunt Betty had faith. And I said, well, if she had had faith, she would not have died too soon. Um, and it's, it's not condemning her. It's not judging her. It's just saying that it wasn't working. And if it's not working, it's not, that, it's not God's fault. There's something here. There's something with an individual that they need to, if your faith's not working, after a season, we, when we've helped try to help people with the healing, and if after a while, they're not starting to, things aren't starting to get better, then you need to stop and say, okay, Lord, show me where I might be missing it. Show me where, what I need to do differently, because you don't fail. You don't miss it. I need to re realign some things I need to readjust some things maybe I'm not truly in faith show me and he will he wants you to be in faith so he can give you what he he wants to give you so um, he's good God is always good and that's we stay on God's side and if somebody has missed it if you've noticed somebody who said they were they were uh, believing God for healing and they thought they were healed and yet they they went they died early uh, they didn't get their healing don't blame God don't ever blame God. That's going to hurt your faith, and it's, it's wrong because he didn't miss it. God never misses it. He is so desiring and wanting people to receive their healing and be set free. 
So he's good. He's a good father. And he is a just and fair God. He does not play favorites. I like that he's an, he has an, there's an equal opportunity for everybody to be healed. He hasn't made it difficult. It's not difficult. He, he requires faith like a little child, childlike faith. Do you remember being a child and if you're uh, somebody you trusted told you something? I was thinking about this and thinking about my mother. I thought she was the smartest person in the whole world because I could go to her and uh, I'd ask her something and she'd give me an answer and I thought, oh, okay, mama said it, so that's how it is. <laughs> She's right. And, and I, I remember not worrying. I wasn't worried. I was, I was just so confident that I don't have to think about that again. Mama said this, and so it's so. That's how we should be with God. God said this, so it's so. And just not worry. Just rela relax, rest in Him, and trust Him, and go on. And uh, it's, uh, you will begin to see things change where your situation is concerned. Let's look at one of my favorite scriptures. If you come to healing class in years past, I'm sure you've heard one of us talk about this scripture out of Isaiah 53. This is actually talking about the Messiah. It's called a servant song. And I thought that's, that's such an um, accurate description of our Jesus. He said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. He laid down his life. He was the ultimate servant. And this is the, a picture of the Messiah. But the verse one says, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Um, having believed the report is, a, is an absolute trust. Who has believed? That word believe, somebody can say, well, I believe. Well, believing in the Bible is absolute trust. I mean, that's the true belief that we need to make sure that we have operative in our lives. Absolute trust in his word. Who has believed our report? And, and uh, to whom is the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord uh, represented his mighty power to the one who believes. Revealed is to uncover and lay bare and to open. So it was just, it was a very clear picture who, of who the Messiah was. If they would believe this as they read it, they would see this is what the Messiah is going to be like. This is what he's going to do. This is who he is. So uh, he made it, God didn't try to hide it. He opened, he made bare his arm. He revealed this. He opened it up to people. So they had a choice though whether they believed it or not. And we have that same choice. We have a choice whether we're going to believe or not. He never forces things on us. Verse 3, I'm going to move on down. It says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And the center reference of my Bible says, the sorrows uh, in the Hebrew is pains and the grief is sickness. But of course it can be, uh, you know, a sorrowful thing with other, other uh, issues in life, not just a sickness. I mean, other people can have sorrows and pain in their life from other things, right? uh, not just a physical condition. And we've had people come in here before saying, well, I'm not really needing physical healing at this point, but I, my heart's broken. And God's a healer of broken hearts too. So 
just anything you need. He said he was acquainted with that. He was acquainted with mankind and he saw what they went through. And Jesus uh, was willing to do what it took to see freedom and deliverance for people. And, and God uh, chose to put our sickness and our grief and our pain upon him and so that he would bear it for us so that we wouldn't have to. It goes on to say, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Verse four, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And there's the, the pains and the sickness again. Born is, is a word that means lifted off. Yet we esteemed him stricken of God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes are the blows that cut in. We are healed. And you can see the provision for all of, of, the, uh, all of our being. I mean, everything, uh, transgressions, the sins, uh, the peace that we needed. Jesus took it all upon himself and bore the punishment uh, that was to rightly to be ours so that we would have all these wonderful provisions. Oh, what a blessed people we are. We are to walk free because Jesus took care of it for us. But he lifted off the sickness and the griefs, the sickness. He, he carried the pains, the sorrows. And I thought it would be good. I've done this myself and it really helps. If even in your mind's eye, you can see that lift being lifted off of you whatever you're dealing with it's to see it lifted off of you and carried that's what jesus did it's an accomplished thing in the realm of the spirit and as we believe that and receive that we will experience it here in this realm he said he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in christ jesus it's accomplished there first and then as we receive it by our faith we experience it here and oh, the price he paid, the blows that cut in, the stripes, the wounds upon his back by the Roman scourge. It absolutely was a horrific thing that he went through for us that we might be free, that we don't have to bear the sickness and the pain and the sorrow of life. To see it lifted off and carried away off of you because he took it for you. And he wants you to, re to, to receive that. The word healed here by his stripes, the blows that cut in. Uh, and if, if you've ever studied the Roman scour uh, scourge, it was a very brutal instrument with uh, strips of leather, with pieces of glass and metal on the, on the ends. And he was whipped with that um, until he was, this, everything was off of his back. All the meat, all the muscle, everything was stripped from him. Uh, and he did that for our healing. The word healed is the word Rafa, and it means physician. And I thought it was interesting, I thought about this scripture, uh, a scripture in the New Testament that, that Jesus said, you will surely say, physician, heal yourself. Physician, not that he was physically sick, but they, they just wanted him to perform some miracles and things before them. He said, do what you do, do what you did in Capernaum, do it here in your hometown. And, uh, but, it, but they saw him as a physician. I thought that was very interesting. I'd never really caught that before. But the people that he walked among and did the miracles in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are full of them. John has one uh, healing uh, that it talks about. But 
there, it's just all in scripture and everywhere he went, he was healing, he was um, ministering, he was teaching, he was preaching, he was delivering. Uh, but his life was laid, it was just poured out for the people even as he walked the earth. He was, his life was poured out for mankind. He did not live for himself. He lived for mankind. That shows his heart and his love for mankind. But it means physician, to cure, there's that word cure, heal, repair, thoroughly make whole, to mend by stitching. Have you ever sewn women? Have you ever stitched, hand-stitched anything? Men, you've probably watched somebody do that. <laughs> or you can get a picture of this. It's just a seam and you just take the thread and you stitch and you stitch and you stitch until it's a nice little, hopefully, a little neat uh, piece of work you've got there. Uh, but it's stitch by stitch, so it's a process. It's a process. And sometimes, I mean, I have had healings manifested to me pretty quickly. Other times I've had to stand, keep believing and, and knowing that stitch by stitch, he's working here. He's moving, he's doing something uh, to, to relieve me from whatever uh, ever is going on in my body that's not right, stitch by stitch. And he does a good job, he does a good job. Let's look at Matthew 8. The Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So this is going to be our second witness, our second uh, place we look to see what he did where sickness was concerned. This is Jesus fulfilling Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 happened hundreds, of that prophecy was hundreds of years before Jesus was, was walking uh, through the land doing this that Matthew 8 says. It says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. I just think it's, it's just, I love it. He uses the same terminologies. He bore, he took, took is the carry, the word carry that we read in Isaiah 53. He took them. He bore them. He lifted them off of people as he prayed for them uh, when, G when he was ministering as he walked the earth. So there's another place where he, he was taking something that was on them and relieving them of it, lifting them off of it, lifting the disease of the, and even you know demon spirits had to go with a word. Uh, setting captives free, that's what he does. He sets captives free. No matter, I mean, if it's a, a, an oppression from the enemy or if it's a, a sickness, whatever it is, Jesus wants his children free. He wants his people free. God the Father wants his children free. Took, carried away, and lifted off. Love, I love just exactly the same verbiage that, that was in Isaiah 53. And then the last witness, 1 Peter 2, 24. These three scriptures are scriptures that I absolutely <laughs> walked in for many years, and I still do. You know, I, have, I have something come against me physically. I continue to believe and trust these words, knowing that, that uh, Jesus by the stripes placed upon him. I was healed so many years ago. First Peter 2.24, who himself bore, there's the word bore again, lifted it off 
our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Past tense. It happened at Calvary when Jesus went to the cross and he died on the cross and he was scourged. That's the point that you were healed. And what you have to do is to receive and then to go in and possess what's yours. Take what's yours. Just like the children of Israel were told, I've given you the land, go in and possess it. Jesus has given us healing. So we have to go in to possess it with our faith. We have to hear the word. You're hearing the word tonight. You've heard the word the last two weeks. You'll continue to hear the word in this class. Faith should be coming to your heart. Your faith should be increasing. If you are taking this word as the truth, the word of God, and receiving it, believing it, knowing that God said it, it's so. I can trust this. I can have confidence in what, what is said here. The stripes of Jesus placed upon his back, he did it for me. It belongs to me. I, I know Derek said last week, healing belongs to you. It's a provision. It is something that he has already accomplished for you. So you believe that, you receive that, and faith increases. Faith comes. Hebrew 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this is what's going to bring you faith. As you sit in these classes, as you take these scriptures home with you and you meditate on them, you go over them and you... Um, speak them out of your mouth, faith is going to get stronger and stronger in you. And when you are ready to take the next step of receiving your healing, you will have the faith to believe and faith to possess what God has for you. And the, the possession of, of the provision or the taking of the provision by faith is the next step after faith comes. And then you respond with actions because Faith without works or corresponding actions gives you no, is, you know, there'll be no results. There'll be nothing that happens from that. You have to have corresponding actions, which says, I believe this word. I'm showing that by my, by what I'm, my actions I'm taking. I like, uh, and then the last, last one is the feelings will come. And, uh, Hebrews 6.12 says, Through faith and patience we inherit the promise. So we have to be patient. You know, we can't, it's like I, I saw, I read a little um, uh, account of this little, little guy. Uh, he's a grown man now, but he was a little guy. And he planted some corn in his, in his backyard. And he said he carefully put the corn down. And every day after school, he, he put it under the soil and he watered it and all that. And every day after school, he would go and check to see if there's anything coming up. And he said he didn't, didn't see anything for a while. And he would check it day after day. And, all, and so one day he said, you know what, I'm going to check this corn. There must be something wrong with my seed. It's, it's a dud. There's nothing happening here. So he began to dig, <coughs> dig down where he planted the little corn seeds. He said on every one of them, and, and I thought, why didn't you stop with the first one? <laughs> but apparently he dug all of them up. He said every one of them had little roots starting to come down, just going down into the ground. And it wouldn't have been long before the little green shoots would have started coming up. But he dug, it all, he dug them all up and ruined his whole crop. So don't dig up your seed. Don't dig up what God begins to do. When you, when you receive it, there's something that begins to happen in you. 
God's faithful. That moment that you believe that you receive, something begins to happen in your in your spirit, in your heart, in your in your inner man. And as you stay patient and let Him do what He needs to do, and keep watering that with your faith, with your with what you're saying, speaking the word over it, and thanking the Lord, keep watering it and distrust Him, thanking Him. Okay, I know I will see the fruit from my faith. Uh, don't dig your seed up because there's some roots that are, are starting to do something uh, deep inside of you. Mark 11:24. This is another scripture that uh, I just grabbed a hold of for my healing years and years ago. And any time anything would come against me physically, I would go here and go through these steps. Jesus said, therefore I say to you, what, whatever, whatsoever things you, you desire or ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And this is a, a, a process of receiving. First, you have things that you need, you ask. You go to him, I need. And of course, like I said, you get this word in you and you know that healing is available for you. But you, whatever you desire, I want my healing for whatever, whatever you're dealing with. I desire healing here, Lord, because I see in your word it's a provision that it, it belongs to me and I can have it. So I believe that I receive it. And um, so that, at that point, when you pray, you believe it, you receive it right then, not when you see it. That's not faith. <laughs> you have to believe that you receive. Faith isn't sight. It is not sight. Faith is a, a, a belief. It is a, an assurance. It is a confidence. It is not what you're looking at. You have to see it with your, with your eye of faith. That is a spiritual thing. So you, you continue to just uh, thank the Lord that once you believe that you receive it, right then, when you pray, you will have it. You will possess it. So when you pray, go to Him. Uh, express your uh, desire, your need for healing. Believe that you receive it right then at that moment. Write it down in, a, in your journal or write it down on a piece of paper this day and put the date. I believe that I receive my healing. And then uh, you will have it. He said that. He promised that. And I can tell you, he's, he was, every time I've done that, he has been faithful to bring the healing about. Uh, sometimes, like I said, I've had to stand, as we all have, those of us who've received healing, we've had to stand and continue to do what we know to do to keep, keep our faith strong, but never let go of knowing that I believe I received. I believe I received. And like I said, at some point, it might just kind of steady, you know, look like the same thing for us a little while, but at some point, it's going to start getting better. And that's the, that's the way of faith. It will, it will get better as he's working in you. That stitch by stitch freedom. I like the word as the, as the uh, children of Israel went into the promised land, they were told to possess it. And I looked that word up and I really liked what it, the meaning of it. Possess means to seize and to hold. So when you get, when your healing begins to show up, wow, 
I mean, you do it by, you seize it by faith, you take hold of it by faith. But once, once you are able to really possess and occupy, that's another word that uh, possess means, it means to occupy the place. So as you occupy that freedom in your body of healing and wholeness and uh, deliverance from the oppressive things in your body, uh, you just, you don't let them go. You just say, okay, this is, this is what God, you've done something here and I'm just gonna trust you that it'll continue to, uh, to get better and better. I know I've experienced things like that in my body and just, it gets better and better and better till the day it's like, well, that's all gone. You know, you kind of lose track of like, wow, I'm not having that problem anymore. But, but it was received way back there. And that's why God was able to, to manifest it because you stayed in faith with it. I like this a little phrase I read. Uh, it says, if you believe, you will act. You will act as if the word of God is true. That's just a simple little definition of faith. If you believe, you will act like you do. You will act as if the word of God is true. The last little portion, you're right there in Mark 11. The last little part of, well, let's just read the whole thing in Mark 11, 23. Um, well, 22 says, have faith in God. This is the God kind of faith right here. For surely I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done or will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. So I'm going to talk just a few minutes about your words, what you're saying. That's so key to your healing. But you will have what you say if you believe it in your heart. So know this, that, that once you begin to, once you've received uh, the word and the truth in your heart, and you can start saying it and speaking it with your mouth, 1 Peter 2, 24 says, by the stripes of Jesus, I have been healed. Thank you, Lord God. Healing's working in me. I believe healing's working in me. I have been healed. I've received my healing. I'm possessing it by faith. I'm going in to occupy that good land of healing. I'm going there. Use your faith and just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. It's working in me. So you're saying that. And he said, you'll have what you say if you believe it in your heart. So if you say, believe some negative things, guess what? You're going to have that too. It works both ways. So be careful what you're saying. We need to keep God's word in our heart. We need to keep the positive confessions of uh, faith in our mouths. So that is so important. God expects something of us. He has given us all things that pertain to life, to God, life and godliness, but we have a big part to play in our enjoying it. And he so wants us to enjoy it. So once you have uh, believed you received your healing, the words of your mouth should be, thank you, Lord. I believe I've received my healing. I thank you, Lord, healing's working in me. I thank you, Lord, I am recovering. Every time you have a pain or you have something that doesn't look like things have changed, just keep saying it. Thank you, Lord, I trust you. You're working in me. You're healing me stitch by stitch. Thank you, Father, I am recovering. Keep that positive confession. Uh, confession brings possession. Remember that phrase, it will. It will bring possession. So stay with the truth, stay with the good word, and you will, you will possess that good place, that good land of healing and health and wholeness. I wanted to just share a few little um, places in, in the scriptures, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, people who said something, and you can hear their faith. Listen to these. I'm not going to you know, bring out the uh, 
particular scripture, but we can recognize the people. It says, if, uh, this, a woman, the woman said, if I may d but touch his clothes, I shall be well. Jairus, come lay your hand on her, on his daughter, and she will live. The centurion told Jesus, or told his servants to tell Jesus, say the word and my servant will be healed. You can hear faith there. I shall be well, I shall live, my servant will be healed. So that was faith, speak, their faith speaking. And, and God, uh, Jesus was able to move on their behalf and do and give them the desire. And he would say things like, according to your faith, be it unto you. Or your faith has made you whole. Um, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in all of Israel. That's what he told the centurion. Talked about the centurion. He just said, say a word. I understand authority. If you just speak, my servant will be healed. So all of those things caused uh, Jesus to move and do something. Uh, to, to deliver and to heal the people that these people were, were um, you know, <coughs> reaching out to him. Their words spoke their faith and they got their desires. <clears throat> One important word that we all need in our mouths is thank you. We need to thank him whether we see anything or not at any point when we receive our healing. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm so thankful. When you are walking this walk of faith, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. You are good. I, ha I remember a little story, uh, and some of you may uh, have heard this little uh, story as well. It's a true, true account. Uh, this uh, gentleman, I, I think he was a minister. Doc Horton, was he a minister, Joy? Um, he, was, he had a bunch of brothers. He said when he was growing up, I guess having biscuits was a treat for them. And he had, I don't know how many brothers. He had a whole, they had a long table of of brothers and he said um, when he could see the bowl at the end of the table had one biscuit in it he would lay claim to it he said even he would say thank you for the biscuit thank you for the biscuit so he laid claim to that biscuit and that biscuit was his so it had to be passed down to him and he got the biscuit and that's what we need to say about our healing thank you for the healing you may not be in possession of it at that point but it'll be coming to you. He'll, it will come down your way, and you'll get to enjoy that healing, just like Doc Horton enjoyed that biscuit. Thank you for my healing. Say it, and say it, and say it. Say it through, you can say that multiple times throughout the day. Every time there's something in your body that kind of is saying, um, you know, telling you otherwise, instead of worrying, instead of getting concerned, say, thank you for my healing. Healing's working in me. I'm recovering. And God's, he's going to be working that whole time. He's working. You may not feel it. You may not sense anything. But he's working. Because he loves faith. And he moves on faith. I want to share just a few little scriptures here um, about our words. Um, because we are to keep his word in our mouth. And guard against any contrary words that will bring a negative situation happening in your body. Um, <clears throat> words can mean life or death. And if you start speaking doubt, if you start speaking fear and worry and concern, you, you are undoing the stitching <laughs> in, your, in your body. I, I remember when I began to sew when I was in high school, there was a thing called a seam ripper. 
And I was so thankful for that. Because <laughs> the first little thing I sewed, I will never forget it. It was a, just a little, simple little skirt. But I sewed, I sewed the, uh, the pieces backwards. I had to, I mean, how ridiculous. But it was, <laughs> you know, I thought, I needed that seam ripper. And I got to, I thank the Lord, I got to rip those stitches out and turn it right and sew it right until where, you know, it looked like a normal skirt when I was through with it. But the seam ripper, that's what our mouths can be a seam ripper. It can be, it can be those stitches being ripped out uh, that God is working. And we have to kind of back up and say, oh, forgive me, I'm sorry, Lord, for, forgive me for that doubt or forgive me for that negative word. I'm sorry, please help me. I want to get back on the right path. And you can get, pick right back up and go forward and, and the Lord begin to stitch again. He's, he's going to work with you, but he wants you to stay stay in faith. I think two scriptures that are very important, and there's so many, if you've never done a study in, the, in Proverbs especially, uh, on the, the words of our mouth, our tongues, uh, our lips, look up those words, and it, I mean, it's an eye opener. There's, <coughs> there's such a, uh, there's such power in these words, and the Bible tells us that, that, that um, death and life are in the power of the tongue. But in, in the New Life version of Proverbs 18.20, it says a man's stomach, or that just, one translation says belly, it just means in, inside of you, what's the core of you, will be filled with the fruit of his mouth. He will be filled with what his lips speak. The Good News translations of that same verse says you will have to live with the consequences of what you say. Whew. You need to think on that one a while, huh? Verse 21, the Good News translation says, What you say can preserve life or destroy it, so you must accept the consequences of your words. Proverbs 13, 3 says, He who guards his mouth preserves his life. It's so important to keep this. I thought, you know what? Sometimes you just need to take a little piece of tape and put it over your mouth. Put my hand over my mouth. And, uh, but there's even a scripture about that. So we need to guard our, our words so, so closely. James 3 uh, talks about that the whole body uh, can be guided and is guided by the tongue in all avenues of life, and of course included your, your, uh, your health. But the whole body can be turned with what we say. It's like the rudder on a ship or the bridle in a horse's mouth. We can turn it towards health and wholeness and well-being, or we can turn it to sickness and, and um, death, because <laughs> death and life are in the power of the tongue. So. Let's, if, if you've had a, a challenge there, tonight's a good time to repent, ask God's forgiveness, and get cleansed of that, and start in a new direction. There's always that, that uh, opportunity with the Lord to repent and uh, go forward and ask the Lord to forgive you. Healing victory is waiting for you. We need to go in and possess it. It's, it's, it's His will for each and every one of us. And... Uh, um, he loves you, and he wants you to have victory in, in your, where your health is concerned. Uh, it's so provided for. Uh, I have this last little scripture out of uh, the Message Bible, 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, In Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place. One perpetual victory parade. Don't you want to be in that parade? <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm in a victory parade, so I'm, let's just go. That's what our, 
our uh, decree should be. We're going to get on this victory parade and we're going to go from one to another to another because faith will work day in and day out all the days of your life and uh, you'll see you'll see your victories and you'll possess that good land of healing and wholeness and health. So God bless you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for each and every one here. Thank you, Father, for the healing that you have prepared for them. You have already settled it. It's already a, uh, a provision that they that's waiting for them. And as they go in with their faith and lay hold of what you have and receive and, and stay in that place of, of uh, patience, thank you, Lord God. They will possess all that you have for them here. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.